Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. Welcome to episode 80. I have a special treat for you today. I recently did a webinar with Gated Talent, and it was all about how to use questions in your interviews to give yourself more opportunities to market yourself. I know you'll enjoy listening. Be sure to make questions part of your interview strategy and see how it goes. All right, take a listen. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Good afternoon. This is Jan here at Gated Talent. And today we are joined by Elisa Schock to learn all about the power of questions to market yourself in interviews. So hi, Elisa. How are you today? Thanks for being with us. I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Fantastic. All the way from Arizona as well. Uh, So Elisa is a workplace and career life coach. A corporate career journey includes losing a job three times due to corporate restructure, then transitioning industries four times, and then pivoting role direction six times and achieving 12 career promotions, including being invited to co-found a startup. Uh, and now our coaching practice and courses are helping people with the same tools and principles she used to navigate her career, surviving, thriving, and finding a sense of purpose every step of the way. So we're about to get started, but just a reminder, you can use the chat box on the side of your screen to send us questions at any time during Elisa's presentation. And then we'll have a few minutes at the end to uh, answer your questions. So let's get started, Elisa, take it away. All right, thank you. You know, marketing yourself with questions is one of my favorite things to talk about. I have a marketing background. My more recent career years have been focused on marketing and branding. And when you include some of these principles during your interviews, it's such a great way to what I would call guide the narrative in the interview. That's what you really want. You want to be able, you can't control what they're thinking about you, but you can definitely guide what they're thinking about you and give yourself more opportunities to share your value. And that happens when you ask questions. Now, as Jan mentioned, I have an eclectic career history, but it's always served me well. And I've been able to make all of these transitions and navigate disruption Um, whether it was thrust upon me or if I set my sights on something that I wanted for myself. Um, And I'm a natural storyteller. So putting this together in a way that will help you um, include your own storytelling through asking questions is the outcome that I know we're going to have in this webinar. So first of all, asking questions during an interview might be the most underrated part of an interview. And by questions, I mean the questions you ask. Most people think they don't get to ask questions or they go into an interview feeling like they, uh, the other person's in a position of authority and you don't get to ask questions, or if you do, it'll be annoying. It's, that's not the case at all. 
I want you to plan for it because an interview is your opportunity to evaluate the company and the role for their fit to you as much as their determination of your fit for the position and the culture. But most importantly, it's your way to uncover pain points and in the responses that you get to your questions, give yourself additional opportunities to share your value, to market yourself. Now, the questions you ask are going to provide you with information, for sure. Very helpful. You may uncover something that uh, gets you more excited about the role, or you may uncover something that makes it feel not as attractive, or a, you know, an area that you do not want to participate in. But this is your way to showcase your skills and experience because it creates conversation. The best interviews are conversational in nature. That makes everyone involved more comfortable because it's more like real life people talking, right? We all know how to do that. We all know how to talk to someone else. And the more you can create that kind of atmosphere during an interview, the better off you're gonna be. And it's the perfect way to demonstrate what it's like to work with you. That's the goal. Every recruiter, every hiring manager is looking for the aha moment. The this might be the one kind of thought in their brains. So you giving them that moment as quickly as possible and through ease and certainty and conversation is that perfect way to, to showcase what it's like to work with you what it would like be like to have you on the team or leading a team. And questions are your way to help create more opportunities for yourself. Because you can't control the questions they are asking you. I've had clients say, hey, I prepared for everything and they didn't even ask me a single one of the questions I prepared for. And that's normal. And that's why you asking questions is your way of taking control and your way of showcasing more of what you bring to the table. So when and what? Do not wait until the end of the interview to ask your questions. Do your very best to ask them strategically throughout the interview. In marketing speak, this is about engaging your audience. Be a good listener. Know who you're speaking with. Maybe you've done some research and so you know that the person you're talking to, maybe it's someone on the executive team, has done a podcast interview. Listen to it. Get a feel for who they are, and that'll help you determine the kinds of questions that you ask. When you're curious to know more or need clarification, ask. Remember, this is how normal conversations happen, right? When someone says something that's interesting, you say, oh, tell me more about that. This can happen during the interview as well. And the more you take control of that throughout, the better off you're going to be. So now I wanna give you some sample questions. And I think you'll have a copy, we'll, we'll be giving them a copy of this uh, webinar, right, Jan? Absolutely, yeah, okay. about an hour after the end. Okay, the end of the um, so you'll have the questions in here, but I'll also send Jan some follow-up documents 
so that there are additional questions. I've kind of picked some highlights here that you can ask, but you'll also be able to come up with your own questions simply by looking at the job description. If you need more context about something that's uh, in the job description, one of those bullet points, then write down your question. Um, asking questions about context is a way for you to create a focused answer. Because if you try to determine all of the possibilities in how you answer that question, most of the time you're just gonna water down your answer. It's gonna be too, or it's gonna be too much information. So when you need more clarification, when you need more context, ask. Now let's getting into the ones that are marketing yourself. So first of all, I love asking questions about leadership style. There are many people who I have worked with that are coming out of toxic work environments or an environment where they're micromanaged or didn't feel like they had the opportunity to do their job autonomously. And when you ask questions to uncover leadership style, this will help you uh, determine whether or not you're getting yourself back into that kind of situation. But again, it's also your way to showcase more about you. So you could ask a question like, how do you stay engaged with what's happening on a day-to-day -day basis? And if the person says, well, I like to just uh, schedule one-on-ones and meet with each of my team members once a week, and then I make myself available uh, throughout the day. I walk around, check in. You know, I try to keep it pretty light and casual. So when they answer with that, your response can be, oh, that's really great to know. I've always enjoyed one-on-ones. Um, do you have a particular agenda that you like to cover? Now you get another answer, right? Now it's conversational. And they say, well, the agenda is typically whatever, X, Y, Z, say great. One of the things I always like to cover is ROIs and KPIs for the marketing campaigns that we currently have going. I found that when I'm managing the KPIs on a regular basis, I'm able to make pivots and tweaks. And of course, running them by my manager has always been a way to kind of validate that decision and uncover anything that might be happening. So you see what I just did there? I created conversation, but I also took the opportunity to share some of my relevant experience that is aligned with how they answered the question. Another great one. What are your favorite aspects of leading others? This will really tell you if someone is a, is a leader, is the kind of leader you wanna work for. If they don't have an answer quickly, now they may have to think about it for a minute because some of these questions, they've probably never been asked by a candidate, which is a good thing because it makes you look smart, it makes you look like you care and that you're very interested in them. But pay attention to how they answer. Um, another one, what have you found works well for helping people work together? Another really great question because this will help you understand, do they get people collaborating? Do they have a strategy for helping people work together? All super, and when you get the response, then you can share 
your experiences helping people work together. It's your opportunity to talk about your transferable skills, your soft skills. Maybe you're a great collaborator. Maybe you're someone who is the idea person in the room. Maybe you're the person that helps keep people grounded and creates a sense of harmony. Well, you'll have a chance to talk about that once they respond to this question. And this last one I really love, which is if I'm hired, what is the best way I can support your efforts or your vision or your strategy? This is you making it about them. And this is a really great way to approach an interview and questions, and that is to be the consultant. Think about consultants that you've worked with. They go in, they have a lot of questions because they wanna prescribe the best solution to the problem. So when you ask this kind of a question, you're really putting on the consultant hat, which again is gonna be your opportunity to uncover a pain point, maybe uncover a goal or aspiration, and then talk about how you can help them achieve that or solve that. Here are some questions about team dynamic. How would you describe the personality of the team? What are your favorite ways to keep each other motivated? What was the most recent team accomplishment and how did it happen? I love this one and all of these actually for panel interviews because a lot of times the panel interview, you are interviewing leaders who are cross-functional to each other and therefore part of an executive team. Maybe you might be interviewing a team that would report to you, or maybe you would be interviewing a team that you will be on. And so asking about the most recent team accomplishment and how it happened is a phenomenal question because it gets them talking about themselves. And you'll start to see what that dynamic looks like. How do they relate to each other? Do they recognize each other's strengths? And then now you have the opportunity to learn about them and also share a similar accomplishment. You know, you might be a little concerned as to whether or not you will have something to share after you get their response. And I want to assure you, you will, because you'll be in this conversational mode. And because that's, that's the dynamic, that's the um, environment that you're creating in the interview, your brain will work. You can trust your brain to show up for you with relevant experiences because you're not making it all about you for one thing and for another that's just how our brains work so as soon as you relax and you start engaging you will have the answers and the responses that you need and the cool thing is is even if you don't you still have the benefit of getting information and the benefit of asking a question that got them seeing you in a positive light simply because you asked Another great one, how do the roles of this team impact each other and the company? You're thinking cross-functionally, you're thinking beyond yourself. Such a great question to ask. Another one is about sharing your value. And this again, this is about uncovering pain points so that you can address them directly. 
with a question like, what is, what is an example of a recurring challenge for the person in this role? What is the most urgent need, result needed in this position? I love this one. Who are the people depending on this role for their success? Again, it's like the one on the previous slide. You're going big, you're thinking big picture. You realize that the things you do affect other people. And then what is the biggest goal for the team and this role? These are almost like your version of behavioral questions that you ask them. Because when you get that recurring challenge, now you can talk about how you are great in a challenge or you work well in fast-paced environments and you're great at handling ambiguous situations you will find the ways to align yourself with that answer which is just sharing more of your value and showing them that you are a great candidate asking questions is your way of showing your interest Think about it. Um, it's your way of you can you can take the one questions I've given you or the even any question you come up with. Basically, you are showing interest. You're being curious. It's giving you additional opportunities to share your knowledge, value, skills, and experience, and to really show up as if you are already on the job. And I encourage you to think that way. Think about it, act like the job is already yours. If you were going into a meeting with that person for a one-on-one, -on -one, you wouldn't know what questions they were gonna ask you a lot of times. Sometimes you may get asked to a meeting in a very last minute fashion. You know, back in the day when everybody was still in offices, you might be walking by a conference room and someone pops their head out and says, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you walked by. Would you pop in here? We have some questions for you. We believe that you could add some value and answer some questions that we have about. You wouldn't know who was in the room. You wouldn't know what questions were gonna be asked, but my guess is you would probably walk in there very curious and maybe a little bit of butterflies, but you would have a sense of ease and certainty because you were invited to the meeting and you would have questions that you would ask in response to the questions they ask you. This is exactly what's happening in an interview. So think of it like that. Think of it like you already have the job. What kinds of questions you, would you be asking to give yourself more information so that you could show up as your best self? And I was on a panel once and one of the, uh, attendees said, are there any bad questions to ask in an interview? And oh, the panel was myself representing kind of the hiring manager seat, and there were two recruiters. And we both, you know, we all three of us kind of paused for a moment and agreed that there aren't any bad questions. It's the energy behind the question that matters. And when you are authentically curious and you're asking from a place of curiosity, even if you use the words, I'm really curious about this. Could you tell me more about how you use that platform or what growth has been like in the last quarter? 
these are ways to kind of ease yourself into a question, but pay attention to that energy. Because if you're going in um, suspicious, people can feel that. When you're going in curious, they're open as well. So questions. Jan, I think you had a few that were emailed in. So yes, I would so love to answer those and anything else that's come up. Sure. So let's start with Ellie's question. What would you say is the most important thing to mention in your interview? Well, I think one of the most important things to mention is your alignment to the role. If there's something that you see in the job description, and I like to suggest that you look at a job description as a whole list of pain points and aspirations. And sometimes you need to read between the lines a little bit. If you see something that appears to be the same thing said in multiple ways on the job description, chances are that's a pain point. That's I, I, I was coaching a client the other day and we were both shocked that one of the bullet points, I, I think they dedicated three bullet points to hiring, performance reviews, training, um, per job, you know, disruptions. And I was like, ooh, okay. And we both agreed, wow, they're having some staffing issues. They're having performance issues. So when you look at that and you find the thing that looks like it's the most um, distinct pain point, that will be the most important thing for you to address in your interview, because that is the thing that's keeping the hiring manager awake at night. If you can figure that thing out and you can talk about how you can solve that problem for them, how you being in the role will make their life easier and better, that is, that's gold for sure. Okay, that's great. Next question is from Firas, and the question is, what is the best question to end an interview with? Ooh, I love this one. And it's gonna be a little bit counterintuitive. It's not the one that you see talked about all the time on LinkedIn. Uh, most people will say asking, do you have any hesitation about me? Do you have any concerns about me and my abilities to do this role? And I don't want you to ask that question. I never like to have you get people thinking about what's wrong with you. Instead, I want you to ask, what value do you see me bringing to this role? It's a great question to end with because it gets them thinking about all the positives that you shared throughout the interview all the things that, yes, that works, that's perfect, that's great. Leave them with that note and leave them with their brain really pondering what is right about you. It's, it's a game changer for sure. Yeah, that's a great one. Thanks, Elisa. Okay, next question is from Kiran. Uh, how, about, how do I go about asking that I'm curious to know about the company culture? What's the best way to ask about that? You know, I think some of the questions that I shared on the other slides will naturally uncover company culture, mm -hmm. but I don't think you need to 
worry about being too fancy about it or anything like that. If you say, um, you could ask, what is your favorite thing about the company culture? That might be a way to kind of get them talking about what's positive, which would be great, gives you some insight. If some, and again, sometimes what they say and what they don't say is very telling. So if you ask, what's your favorite thing about the company culture, and they kind of hesitate or have a hard time coming up with something, just that might tell you um, or raise a red flag for you. <laughs> like, mm, okay, maybe if they're having a hard time, maybe this isn't such a great culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we received a new question from Susan. How do you deal with a person who has a set list of questions and does not go off script? Mm, so interesting. Some people are ticking boxes, right? You get that feeling in an interview that they're just, they're just ticking their boxes. I do believe that if you, even if you kind of know how you want to answer the question, taking a moment to ask for more context is a good way to sort of break that pattern, uh, to give yourself an additional um, opportunity to ask questions and share more. Sometimes you just can't get them off script. And that's okay because you could still ask all the questions that I shared with you at the end of the interview. Um, but asking a question for context, so if the question is something like, uh, you know, tell me about a time that you had to handle a, a difficult um, client situation. And that's just part of their behavioral question set, right? You could say, you know, I've got a number of different situations. As it, as it happens in my previous role, uh, there were a lot of challenges because it, business was moving very quickly. Let me ask you this. What would you describe as the most painful challenge that this role would have to encounter when it comes to interpersonal relationships? Now you're getting some context, but you're also kind of setting a stage for them to now open up a little bit more. And you may you may uncover something like, well, we, you know, this particular department is very challenging. Or you may realize that the business is very siloed and people don't talk to each other as much. It will help you, you know, just crack through that question list a little bit more even if you know how you want to answer, just get a little bit more context. Get them talking about themselves a bit. Mm, okay. Uh, Steve would like to know, is there a way to handle questions that you do not feel comfortable with or that you don't feel uh, strongly enough about by asking a, a separate a new question to deflect, basically? <laughs> Interesting. Well, there's a couple of ways that, that I think sometimes this happens. First of all, it can happen if the question is about uh, a skill or a platform or a tool that you don't have direct experience with. And sometimes that'll put you off because you don't want to lie, you want to tell that you want to tell the truth in an interview. And so a way to answer that would be that um, based on what you know, about that and the similarity that platform has to others that you've worked with, you're confident that's going to be a seamless transition for you. 
you could ask a clarifying question that might help you feel more comfortable answering. And that would be, well, would you give me an example of how you use that tool in your business? And you may find out that it's a brand new tool, or you may find out, find out that it's something that's legacy and they've always used that. Either way, that, that might give you a, another bit of comfort about it. If it's a question about a gap, sometimes that's a question people don't want to answer. Tell me about your employment gap or how come you had a gap. And in that case, you can be very straightforward and say, you know, I was handling a lot of personal situations and I would prefer not to answer that question. There's nothing okay. wrong with, with that answer if, if that's how you, how you want to answer it. Okay, that's great. And we have time for a final question uh, from Stella. What are the must-ask questions for a role which reports to the CEO? Oh, for a role that reports to the CEO? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that question. I, I love that you're asking that because one of the things I suggest you do is when you're asking questions is to think of your audience. What is their interest? What is their role? And most often, a CEO is a big picture person, right? They're thinking about, they don't call it executive summary for no reason, right? That's why you give, that's why you send bullet points in your email to the CEO instead of long paragraphs. So when you're interviewing with the CEO, always ask a question about where do you see the business in five years? Like that's a typical one you'll get, right? Where do you see yourself in five years? Ask that question of the CEO. Ask them the question, what keeps you up at night? You will uncover a lot with those two questions because now you're tapping into where they want to see the business go and what is preventing it, at least in their mind, what's preventing it from happening. And you'll get them talking about themselves and sharing their passion for the business. And that can always be helpful in them feeling heard as well, because that's the other, everybody wants to feel heard, but a CEO wants to feel heard and they want to feel like the people that they're bringing onto the team have their back. And you asking those two questions can be really helpful in demonstrating that. Fantastic. Well, that takes us to the end of this webinar. So thank you so much, Elisa, for all these great sample questions, some very useful ones, I think, here. And uh, for, for your answers to these questions, I think it was a great way to close up this, uh, this session. So thanks, Elisa. Have a good day in Arizona. That's the end I of the will. Day. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day and speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. When I said at the beginning of that webinar that questions are the most underrated part of an interview, I totally mean that. This is your way to show you care, show you're curious, and even if you don't get asked a question that you prepared for, your question can open up that door to sharing something of value that they need to know about you to see you as the awesome, awesome candidate that you are. So I hope that you'll take advantage 
advantage of asking questions in your interviews. And please be sure to check out my newest course, The Art of Stellar Interviews, where I go in depth into the questions you can ask. I give you examples of how to answer questions and everything you need to have an awesome interview, including salary negotiation. I look forward to seeing you inside the course. Until next time, everybody. If you like this podcast, I invite you to visit the Love Your Work Life website at elisashuck-careercoach.com. On the site, you'll find all the information you need to work with me one-on-one, as well as get access to my courses, Job Search Field Guide, and The Art of Stellar Interviews. I also have lots of other great free and highly accessible resources so that you can have a job search that's stress-free, gets you in front of people, and most importantly, gets you that job offer. I can't wait to help. I look forward to seeing you there.